Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The surprising resignation of Nikki Haley reveals just how heated things are getting in the Middle East. Is it possible that this resignation signals another push towards peace in Israel? We know that the return of Jesus will be the only way that peace will actually come to Israel. Any attempts to divide God's land will be met with swift judgment. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 21st, 2018. For today's Prophecy Update, I want to talk about what I see as a game changer in every sense of the word. And I realize that using the phrase game changer, which is kind of overused and can seem somewhat cliche, but I use that expression for a couple of reasons, one of which is that it's an apt metaphor. By way of an illustration, it's akin to a football team fumbling the ball on their own one-yard line. Does that not change the game? Because now the opposing team takes possession of the ball and in one play or a series of plays, they can reach the end zone and it's game over. That's what I mean by game changer. And the reason I use this is because that's how I see the geopolitical playing field today, especially in light of just this last week, which is actually the second reason I'm using the metaphor. Recent events can be, keyword collectively, collectively likened to this aforementioned metaphor of fumbling the ball and the ensuing game changer. And by collective, I mean this. There have been a series of developments, like a series of plays, that have all come together within a very short period of time. And if you'll hear me out, I want to go through what I would argue are the collective game-changing events that could play out and, as such, even depend on just one play and it's game over. Or maybe a series of plays in the following days. I'll start with this 
Jerusalem Post report about Israel's housing minister and former IDF Southern commander Yoav Gallant hinting that Israel will carry out a stronger response against Hamas in the Gaza Strip. You know, it's sad because really what's happening there in Israel concerning the Gaza Strip is eclipsed by virtually everything else that is taking place in the world today. Gallant was quoted as saying, I can say one thing very explicitly. The game is about to change. We will no longer accept the fire terror. What fire terror? Oh, when he says fire terror, you have to understand that he's referring to the launching of explosive devices, incendiary balloons and rockets. Get this, picture this. They're sending these balloons into Israel with explosives. How's that one? That'd be like us here in Kaneohe having these explosive incendiary balloons being sent over from Kailua. Got to watch out for Kailua, I'm telling you right there. Just to try to give it some perspective. To me, This seems to be a positioning of Gaza on that one yard line, as it were. This is a game changer. This is a game changer. The second part to this collective game changer has to do with the outgoing UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, who recently and stunningly tenored her resignation. Thankfully, She's remaining in her position until the end of the year, and now it seems that she's even bolder than ever, as evidenced by her statements after the UN General Assembly placed the Palestinian Authority at the head of a the Palestinian Authority. Did you hear me? Hello? The Palestinian Authority at the head of a group of 134 nations known as the Group of 77. And in order for the UN to do this, they had to temporarily confer additional rights on the Palestinians, so-called, who have a non-member state status at the United Nations. They only have observer status. And you're putting them at the helm of 134 nations? They're not even a nation. And they don't even have that status. They're in the United Nations. What in the world are you doing? Okay, I'll calm down. But listen to what Haley said, and I'm quoting. (laughs) I love this. A woman after my own heart, right here. The Palestinians are not a UN member state or any state at all. They're not even a state. And you put them at the helm. On what planet do you reside? She goes on to say, quoting, The United States will continually point that out in our remarks at UN events led by the Palestinians, again, parenthetically, so-called. Please forgive me, but this is a huge game changer. 
And from what I understand, they commence with this at the very time that Haley will no longer be the ambassador to the United Nations for the United States. This brings us to the third development. I mentioned this last week. It's fast becoming a major game changer, and it's that of the growing global outrage over the death of this Saudi journalist, Jamal Khashoggi. The problem with all of this is that said outrage is not necessarily shared by some, present company included, chief of which is Fox News' Tucker Carlson, who I have to say, I am a huge fan. I love this guy. Just his facial expressions. I tried to get, when he looks at his, you know, guest, and, and, and they're, they're, they're making no sense at all. And, and the look on Tucker, and they always do the split screen, for, and I appreciate that they do that. And Tucker's like, <laughs> I mean, just this, this look of horror and disbelief, like, is this a joke? You really believe that? Anyway, I, I digress. So on Friday, Tucker Carlson stated that the claimed outrage over the Saudi journalist's death was simply, quote, a stunt, arguing that the wave of false posturing on display from our own mindless ruling class has turned Khashoggi's death into, quoting again, the most important story in the world. In classic Tucker form, he went on to say, and he says it like it is, and he's spot on. Spare us the theatrics. It's an international incident hyped and manufactured for domestic political goals. He's right. That's exactly what this is. It's feigned outright. Oh, uh, excuse me, do you really think that the global outcry is over this journalist's death? No. Who was it that said, and it's often quoted, and I want to say it's Rahm Emanuel when he was with Obama, something to the effect that you never want to let a good crisis go to waste. Enough said. Enough said. I not only agree with Tucker that this is hyped and manufactured for domestic political goals, but I believe it's also manufactured for economic and even prophetic goals. Hear me out on this. This is not so much about the murder of a Saudi journalist in Turkey, no less, as much as it is about the world's oil markets and the literally hundreds of billions of dollars vis-a-vis President Trump's 2017 deal with Saudi Arabia. You have to understand, 
that right now Iran and Russia with them, and I'll add Turkey as well, all three of which are at the helm of the nations listed in Ezekiel 38, are on the cusp of complete economic collapse because of oil. Enter Saudi Arabia, and with it, verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, which I believe this this whole manufactured outrage is all about. It fits perfectly with the prophecy in Ezekiel 38, because, see, Saudi Arabia, Sunni Islam, Bit Saud, Ibn Saud, the house of Saud, not the Wahhabi, the Saudi, Sunni Muslim, whereas in Iran they are Shiite Muslim. And here's the problem for Iran in particular. In Saudi Arabia you have both Mecca and Medina. That's the problem for Iran. You want to talk about arch enemies. And so think about this. So here Trump pulls out of the Iranian nuclear deal, and now he's staying in even subsequent to this death of this journalist, the Saudi Arabia deal. You know how many billions of dollars Iran, in fact, you know this, right? And I don't want to get too far off on this, but um, Obama literally put currency on a plane, our tax dollars, and sent that to Iran as part of that nuclear deal. Listen, you've heard the expression, follow the money. That's what this invasion into Israel is all about. It's all about the spoil, the oil, the natural gas, the technology, the prosperity that is in Israel today like never before, exactly as we were told it would be over 2,500 years ago in the prophet Ezekiel. Well, I need to move faster here. This is the fourth and final development, and please know that I really sought the Lord concerning this because I know that I could be very misunderstood in talking about this. But it has to do with the upcoming midterm elections now only 16 days away from today. Let me say at the onset that my wife and I uh, always vote early via absentee ballot. Please, 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 please vote. Please vote. It's been said that this is the the most important, not one of the most, the most important midterm election of our lifetime. And I I would tend to agree with that. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this into the equation is because of the situation in America today. And again, stay with me. And I, just this last week, as I'm watching these uh, people that are clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court, these witches, uh, these Satanists in New York, pronouncing curses on uh, newly appointed Justice Kavanaugh, which, by the way, (laughs) greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon forged against the Christian can ever prosper. I was remembering, uh, I think it was last year, somebody pronounced a curse on Trump, and the Christians were like, no, we need to pray against us. I'm like, let them pronounce all the curses they want. 
There are so many testimonies from former Satanists that say we could never pronounce curses on a Christian. In fact, we were more afraid of the Christian than the Christian should ever be afraid of us. Come on. Anyway, I digress again, sorry. Um, but I'm watching these people, and you'll forgive me, but I, I have to mention her name. I mean, how can you not know who she is? Rosie O'Donnell? I mean, she needs Jesus. No, seriously, pray for her salvation. But I look at the look in the eyes of these people, and I'll tell you what I see, and you might think I'm being hyper-spiritual here. That's not me, but you know what I see? I see demon possession. Tucker, not Tucker Carlson, was it? Uh, no, Jesse Waters just yesterday had a uh, Satanist that was pronouncing this curse on his whole group. And, and <laughs> Jesse Waters is another interesting guy too, but he has this guy on his uh, broadcast and he's asking him questions like, so do you hate, uh, you know, Kavanaugh? Do you want to, you know, destroy him? And blah, blah, blah. Kind of trying to figure out where are you coming from with this? And I looked at that guy, and I mean, this guy's demon-possessed. It's demonic. And did we not just talk about this in Ephesians chapter 6, that our battle is not against Rosie O'Donnell? (laughs) Our battle is not against witches in New York casting spells. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against Republicans or Democrats, liberals or conservatives. We're battling these spiritual forces in the demonic realm. That's what our battle's against. But see, here's what Satan is, I believe, succeeding at doing. It's, it's textbook, divide and, and conquer. I see how divided this nation is. In, and you hear all of the threats that if the Democrats don't win in 16 days, it will be all out anarchy. I mean, even you see Nancy Pelosi, who really needs Jesus. I said this two weeks ago, Maisie Hirano, she needs Jesus. I'm just saying, she needs Jesus, okay? Boy, Pastor, you're, you're not very uh, uh, bashful, are you? No, no. That's the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. These people need Jesus. But they're getting on there, this Cory Booker, there, and this, uh, uh, what was this one guy that was with Obama, this uh, um, uh, Holder, uh, Holder, uh, what's his first name, Gary? Gary Holder, yeah. Eric Holder, yes, thank you so much. I should probably end when the sermon's over, but anyway. <laughs> so uh, this Eric Holder, right? So these guys are all getting on, on you know, national TV saying, we need to, you know, when they go down, we kick them. You need to, you know, start riots. So here's a conservative going out with his family to a restaurant, and their lives are threatened, their safety is threatened. So that's why I'm, I'm talking about this and bringing it into the discussion, because to me, the jury may still be out on how this will all turn out, but it's my belief that the verdict is already in for our beloved United States of America. And lest you think that I do not love this country, let me hasten to say that were it not for this country, I don't know that I would be alive today, let alone saved today. 
because my mother and my father immigrated to this great country, fleeing Islam in 1963 from the Middle East when I was nine months old. And they brought me here. And had they not brought me here, I do not know what would have become of my life. I love America. I truly love this country, but it's not my home. It's not my home. It's not my final destination. I truly have a deep love for America, but regardless of what happens to America, God is still on the throne when it comes to America. He's still on the throne. You think God's surprised by the election results? Can you imagine God in heaven going, Trump won? No. I assure you, that did not happen. I know that's going to jam a lot of gears. I can already see the comments coming in. Oh well. But here's, here's my thinking. There's much in the way of fear and trepidation concerning the polarization, and with it the propensity to be the game changer of all game changers in the days that lie ahead. Because again, that ball is on the one-yard line. And all it's going to take is one play or a series of plays, and it is game over. But God, but God is still on the throne. Yesterday as I was preparing for today's update, the Lord just kind of settled my heart and reminded me of this verse in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, when the nation of Israel was so unsettled, they had just had a really good king, a loved king, King Uzziah, die And it was really uncertain now as to the future of the nation. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah, who himself was very unsettled by this and shaken by this. So listen to what he did and what he said to settle his heart in the midst of such uncertainty, much like what we see in our world today, and certainly in our nation today. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, keyword, sitting on the throne. Not pacing back and forth, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, he's sitting on the throne. Totally in control. No thing will happen unless he allows it to happen, and he'll never let anything happen unless ultimately in the end it serves his purpose for his glory and our good. So what if if the Democrats win? Praise the Lord! Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.